This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBook. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. A semi-final Sunday morning. And I know you hear it in my voice. I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan! What's going on, Jerry? This is the week we play for, my man. All year you set those lineups. You're, you're looking at playoff schedules ahead of time when you're drafting your team. It's here. All that hard work is paid off. Today's the day. Today's the day to win. This is what you play for. The chips are on the table. But before we get there, we got to get to the other side of the glass. Rocking it from 10 to noon every single Sunday. Something for the ladies on Twitch. Check them out. At Carlson Radio is where you can find them on Twitter. Andrew! Andrew! Good morning, guys. I'm just trying to overcome what Lamar Jackson did on Thursday. <laughs> we were just talking about yeah. that, man. And it's it's uh, not to even just get too off on this, but... At this point, is he not the biggest steal ever in draft in fantasy football draft history? Because we pushed it real hard yeah. coming into the season, and we we're just like, man, wait on quarterbacks. At this point, wait on them. Lamar Jackson's going to be there. He has the legs. He'll get you points. But we didn't know it was going to be like this. No, and that's that's what's great about him, right? His floor is so high because of the rushing yards. So you can count on that every week. He got around eighty rushing yards this week, but the five passing touchdowns. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Seven one. Three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The phone lines are officially open now. If you got any fantasy questions, any gambling questions, anything that you got bad beat on, anything your gambling heart desires, anything you want to get off your chest, the phone lines are open. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six at Moneyline ninety seven five is where you can find us on Twitter. Let's get this thing going because not only is it big as far as semifinals for fantasy football, but the Texans got a big one. Oh man. We talked about that on the show last week to where it was like Texans minus seven. We we told everybody Broncos look pretty good right there. I, I'm not counting on the Texans to show up and, and cover the seven. They typically just don't do that. And, man, they got their doors blown off, man. We didn't see that coming. We thought the Broncos would, you know, keep it within the number, but they just got annihilated. And it's just that you always talk about trends in betting, Jerry. Look at the trend with the Texans. It's like win, win, loss, win, win, loss. You know, they get those, they jump up and beat the Chiefs and then they lose to the Panthers, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, they jump up and beat the Patriots and then they, they lose to the Broncos. I don't, do you have a feel at all for what they're going to do today against Tennessee? They're, they're three point, uh, they're actually the underdogs by three points. Tennessee favored by three. I've been looking at this one in my my bookie, you know, trying to decide if I want to bet on it. But, you know, the Texans always kind of play with my emotions, Jerry. So (laughs) I have trouble betting them. What do you see, you know, just looking as a handicapper? What do you expect from Houston today? Well, 
overreactions. I'm not going to sit here and uh, say that I truly believe that the Texans are going to go out there and do this and that, but I truly believe that the market has overreacted because that's what we're built on on this yeah. gambling world because they they beat the Patriots. So then people come and dump money on them next week, and then they get lose. So how many people really want to go punch tickets on the Texans outside of this city? Oh, yeah. You know, So it's the trendy thing right now to take those Titans. It's yeah. the trendy thing. And once you get onto that trendy side, that's when you pay the ultimate price. So, yeah, I am going to have a pick on this game, and we're going to get into that. And it's probably one of my better picks of the week. We're going to hit it from a prop perspective. We're going to hit everything because – I do think that the Texans play big today. And you know, again, I'm not a guy that wears a Texans jersey up here and pounds my chest on him. So when I tell you that it's it's no homer involved, none of that, it's just straight up saying I think the situation is one of those where the Texans are going to get up today. I think that Deshaun Watson's going to play big. Uh, we know his splits uh, as far as when he's not favored. We know that he plays big for when, it, when he's an underdog. So, But expect him. He averages 25 fantasy points whenever he's an underdog as far as spread. So also be looking them to throw up big points so props we're gonna hit i just i think the hype is getting too too big on those titans don't get me wrong they've played well but at one point or another it's time to 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 see who the better team is and if you ask me right now on a neutral field who would i take i would take the texans and i'm thinking about this in a completely different way you know what i'm thinking about man will fuller means more to this team than than we realize it's crazy you know what i mean like he makes such a difference. You noticed it last week. Of course, the defense was bad. They, I mean, they were down by a lot at halftime. But they need Will Fuller, man. Like, he, he's the difference maker. Even when he's not catching passes, like, Hopkins is actually used more than 10 yards down the field when Fuller's in the lineup. It stretches the field. Yeah. It makes you have to account for the over-the-top. It makes you have to – you can't teach that kind of speed, nope. you know? You just got to have it. And when you have a speed receiver like that that can blow the the, the top open of a, of a defense, then you have to account for that, and it helps D-Hop. It helps everyone. Yeah. And ultimately, it helps Watson because we've talked about that – it's a, it's a really like a, a check down for him just to throw it deep. If if things break down and he sees that flats covered, he looks left. His second read's not there. He just looks deep. And if it's one-on-one, yeah, it's one just on throw one. it. Yeah. Just throw it because Will's going to get under it. But, again, can Will get in the game? That, that's what you were. He trusts him, clearly. He trusts Will Fuller. Deshaun throws him the football. And deep, he just – he matters. But – you can't count on him. And that's something you know? that's got to be addressed because that wide receiver two position is so pivotal to this exact offense, this particular offense. And not not to say all of them, but they need that to help out Hopkins. So, like we said, it helps out every aspect of it. So what do you do going forward? Like when do you start looking for another option to, to a stable option? You know what I mean? Like, how long can you keep this up is my, in other words? Yeah. No, they, they have to. They have to look to the draft, and I know they don't have all their picks. Obviously, we've gone in depth about that before, but they have to look for the next guy. Will Fuller's really good. He's just he's hurt all this. And it, what's funny is it wasn't like this at Notre Dame for him. He wasn't missing a bunch of games in college for hamstring injury. You know, this has been a thing that's happened since he's been in the pros. And it, you know, Kiki QT been dealing with all this, you know, the hamstring stuff over the last couple of years. You kind of wonder about the medical staff with the Texans. You know what I mean? Like we're in like the mecca, like the best place for, you know, hospitals and medical stuff in the whole world, Houston. And it seems like our guys are always hurt with hamstring injuries. Can he play, Chris Paul? I mean, you know, it's it's like a Houston curse or something. 
Let's get uh, to the HRMP listener right now, uh, line right now because I want to just open this up because I know everyone out there is wondering right now. People are, are nervous. Less than two hours till kickoff. You have to make some big decisions. So let's start with David. David's got a fantasy question. What's going on, David, on this beautiful Sunday morning? What's going on, guys? Uh, yeah, I got uh, my, slot, my flex position. I've got uh, Christian Turk, who I drafted, and I picked up the running back from the 49ers, uh, Raheem Mostert. Now, one of my problems is, I can't seem to pick up a player off the waiver that works for me. Another problem is I, I I tell myself to play the players I've drafted, which Christian Kirk is someone I drafted at the beginning of the season. So your thoughts. Is it PPR or non-PPR? PPR. PPR. Man, this one's pretty close. I got Christian Kirk and Mostert almost almost back to back. They're they're really close. In PPR, I guess I I'd, I'd lean towards Kirk, Jerry, but it seems like Mostert's the guy now. Like Shanahan even came out and said that, you know, they're going to they're going to treat him that way, but even him being the guy, you know Breed is still going to get touches. You're you're still thinking Mostert's probably only getting like 12 carries, maybe a couple catches. Exactly. And and the PPR, I think I go with you as well yeah. there. It's don't get me wrong though. They've said that he's going to be the league guy, right. but but we know that everything that Shanahan has ever shown you is that they don't really ever have a, a, a lead guy. No. It's a, who's got the hot hand kind of thing. And uh, I'm curious to see what happens with their run game because the center's out now for the Niners, right? Yeah, They're dealing with some injuries on defense, too. Exactly. Yeah. And that's going to be, I don't even want to spoil it, but when we get to that game, that's one of my favorite picks of the week is involved into that game. But last week we saw once that center went down inside the game, they started throwing more yeah. and that game opened up. So not to shy away from that though, but it's a week where we have to be safe. We have to be careful here. And I think Kirk gives you that. No, I'm with you, especially in a PPR, go ahead and go with him. And you know, he's a starter, right? When you're dealing with running backs and committees, you don't want to be watching all your fantasy points going down when your guy's on the sidelines. At least with the receiver, you know he's out on the field most of the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and according to a lot of projections, man, they got Kirk, a top 10 guy this week. So he's really high up there. Just to give you a a measure of where he's at, you know, you got Tyreek Hill at the top, Hopkins, Godwin, uh, Galladay, Julio, Adams, Cooper, and then you got Kirk. I yeah. mean, so people got him up that high. He's even higher than some cups. Uh, people will have him higher than that as far as projections. And don't get me wrong, it uh, depends where you get it from. But I think that you got to go Kirk all day. So good luck with that. Yeah, I do too. I've got him at 25. So he's just right outside of being a number two receiver, a high in flex, a low number two. So he's at 25 for a receiver for me. So, yeah, I like him this week too. Man, you uh are you, how do you feel about your particular matchup? I know we were talking about that you uh, you're in the you're in the semifinal with that team that you won last year with that, right? Yeah, I did. This is, you know, I love the leagues where you know you play like with your high school buddies. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you you've been in the leagues forever and everybody knows each other well, and uh, it's going well, man. I'm in the semifinal. I had Lamar Jackson go off for me on Thursday night. You gotta like that, but. I'm in the Josh Jacobs predicament, right? Because I have other good options. Man. So, you know, I'm just kind of – and those games don't go off until three. So at least I'll – and this is what I recommend to people. Get a feel for how your team's doing in the noon slate of games and, and use a little bit of that information to help you set your lineup for the 3 o'clock games. You know what I mean? Like if you need – if you know you need a little upside, if you know you need uh, – oh, I just need a, a high floor here. You know, what whatever it is – you know, don't lock your lineup in on Monday and never look at it again. Yeah, and we talked about so much about that Josh Jacobs last week. Yeah. 
we said be safe. And I, when I saw that come across my uh, notifications, my heart dropped. You know, you feel yeah. so bad because you're like, man, someone waited for Jacobs. And what are you going to do now? So try not to find yourself in that predicament today. Think ahead. Plan ahead. We told you last week to hit that waiver wire, whatever you had to do in case. Just be safe out there. Hopefully you make it to your Super Bowl play or or to your fantasy Super Bowl and whatnot. And we're going to be here to help you for the next two hours. We got a lot of bets. I'm telling you, I got a bunch of Ooh. max plays. And I actually got a soccer game that kicks off in 18 minutes. And I'm going to put some money in your pocket right when we get back. Pull up that my bookie screen because I got a max play. We're going to hit the bookies before football even starts with football. Listen in. Moneyline, ESP 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. I tell you, Josh, on the way home today, I need to get something ready to be able to, let's say, celebrate my hopefully getting into the Super Bowl, right? Nice. Now, I don't want to celebrate too early, though, but whenever you got... Bon- uh, wings at 30 for $17.99. That calls for a celebration. And you can only get that at Brewings, that cold beer. We're actually there for all the Texans home games. Only one more left that will be there. Hopefully we can uh, get all you guys out. But all week long, you can take advantage of all their deals. Check this out. Mondays, $5 margaritas, 20 boneless wings, $9.99. Tuesdays, two for one, and that's traditional or boneless. $5 drinks during football season, a limited drink menu. And, I mean, some of these drinks I've never even heard of. Turf Runner, the Blueberry Blitz, Blue 42, the Red Zone. These are all mixed drinks. They look fantastic. Get out to any of your local brewings. They're all over the city. And take advantage of these deals. And, again, that's where I like to go watch these games because not only uh, I hate going to these wing places that don't, they they advertise we're a sports bar and this, and then you get there and you can't even get the game you want on. <laughs> yeah, they've got like the golf channel on or something yeah. like and that. And when you ask them for the game, they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> you're thinking like, can I just, and you feel like you're a, you're in jail in there. You know, you, you feel like you're a hostage. You're thinking like, I don't even want to order a refill in here. So again, go out to Brewings. They'll take care of you. They got wing specials, drink specials all week long. And not only that, you can catch the Moneyline squad for the Texans home game, the last home game, we will be out there. So, again, check out Brewings all week long for all the specials. No doubt. That's a week 17 at Texans Titans. We're going to be out at the one basically off of 249. And, man, that might be the whole season, Jerry, for the Texans. Texans Titans, week 17, they might be playing for the division. And so we're going to be out there. You can come watch the game with us. We're going to have some drinks. You know we're going to have some wings. But, yeah, definitely uh, put that on your calendar. We'll be out there week 17 off of 249. So if you live on the northwest side of Houston, we will be in your area, week 17, Texans Titans. So you said one of your best bets today might be on the Texans. Am I – can I look into this and kind of read that 
you like Houston a little bit today. I do. 11 and 5 as a dog is what Watkins uh Watson is as a underdog, okay? So I think that he plays big today. You we talk about three points all the time in football for home field. So if we use that theory, you're telling me these teams are even. I think on a neutral field, I would take these Texans. Me too. I, I think that this predicament puts us in a overreaction from the crowd. I think that everyone's going to run. I don't see very many people believing in the Texans this week. I, even local guys, I'm hearing them say, man, I don't know, Ten Hills, this and that. And we're like, yeah. let's slow this down and let's think about who the Titans are because they're a funnel defense. They can, they can stop the run. They're fifth, but then they're 29th. 30th since week nine when they lost Malcolm Butler. 30th against the pass. So you can pass on them. Adoree Jackson hurt, right? So you're going to be able to pass on them. Why are we so scared of the Tennessee Titans? I think it's more of a not believing in the Texans than loving the Titans kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like every time the Texans get your hopes up they let you down <laughs> you know what i mean they win they win games that you didn't think they'd win and then they do like last week and they lose to the broncos so i think it's more of a, a texans kind of thing but i'm with you jerry like deshaun watson seems to play big in big games and then you know that he doesn't play well in games that aren't as you know sexy on the schedule you know like i know they beat jacksonville early in the year but they almost lost i mean that was a, a terrible game the carolina game was really bad and then we we saw it with the broncos last week a lot of that was on the defense though too i mean they were down in a hole pretty quick but i, I don't know i mean I, wouldn't it be the most texans thing ever for them to win this one and then like lose the next two <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like that would be the most Texans thing ever to be like, no, we're good. We got the division. And then they lose two in a row and somehow don't make the playoffs. Looking at these stats and I was trying to find an angle. I look at the Tennessee offense, they average 24.4 points per game, 218 pass yards. So then you say, are they better at home? At home, for whatever reason, they only pass for 191. So they're passed for under 200 yards at home per game. Hmm. That's something interesting to me because I don't think that that's – exposes the vulnerability of the Texans, if that makes sense. And if they're only going to go out there and not saying that they're only going to pass for 191, but if that's their average, I think the Texans, which average 290 uh, as their road defense, that's what they allow. So you, it, the the Titans better open up their playbook and, and throw more frequent if they want to expose where the Texans are vulnerable. And maybe they will. You know, A.J. Brown looks like he's he's breaking out. And we know that Derrick Henry's coming in this game with a, a hamstring issue. Exactly, for a team that's fourth in rush yards. So yeah. how much are they going to lean on him? If you don't suit up all week long at all, Yeah, something's up. No doubt. And, look, you can, you can try and man up and push through that as much as you can. But when your hamstring goes, man, it goes. You know, and... He is such a key to their offense. That, I mean, that would be huge if he's not 100% today for, for the Texans. I mean, Henry, I mean, he's the guy. And especially during December, we know as fantasy football guys, right? Like, you start Derrick Henry in December. You know, dudes do not like tackling him, making business decisions at the end of the year. You remember last year, yeah. he went rampage. But yeah. I want to, you know, I'm a trends guy and a numbers guy, but whenever we look at Titans numbers, it's hard to make – sense of those because those are Mariota numbers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a completely different team. So I hate to throw you 
the last six head-to-head matchups. And, you know, I, I can't do that in this particular situation because those numbers are false to what pertains to what that team's going to throw on the field today. But, again, I think the hype is too big. I mean, look at this. Now we're – and he deserves it. He deserves some credit where credit is due. Yes, Tannehill's playing out of his mind. But, again, he's Tannehill. Like, let, let's <laughs> slow down here for a second. Let's slow down here for a second. Let's think on both sides of the ball – which team do you really think is better? And and yes, the Titans have their pieces and whatnot, but I still find it crazy to think that the, that on a neutral, these teams would be even and and say what you want to say, and I'll pay for it, and I'm going to punch a ticket on the Texans at three points. That's just something. Right, go ahead and hit them on the teaser. If you get them to 10, I mean, <laughs> I, I think this is a three-point game. Like, like I'm telling people all week long, if I told you, Josh, hey, we're going to jump in the car, we're going to go to the casino, and when we leave, you're going to have the same money amount of money in your pocket that when we went with. You'd be like, cool, I'll yeah. take a free bet. Like That's, yep. a, that's what, we, what I think we have here. This is We're going to enjoy this casino trip for these few hours of this game, and, and to me, it's a free bet. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the Texans, too. And this is something we talked about a little bit last week. Remember how we discussed how kind of up and down the NFL season has been. And I kind of made the point, like, if you're kind of on the on the edge of making a bet, this is a great year to just take the points. You know what I mean? Because especially when I was trying to handicap the, uh, the Chiefs-Patriots game, you know, and just take the points. The Chiefs ended up winning outright, but that was a great bet. That should have been obvious, but it was Patriots at home, and, oh, they're going to bounce back, and it's pissed off Brady. Well, how did that work out? When is that narrative going to run out? Because yeah. I don't want to say that it's ran out already because I felt victim to that last year, and I thought it had ran out then, and I paid the price ultimately fading them throughout the playoffs until the Super Bowl when I finally jumped back on the Patriots. But are we getting to a point? Today's a great test, right? It's the Bengals, Jerry. And, and this is another <laughs> one of my big bets for whatever reason. I hate to use that sharp word because a lot of people say, man, the sharps in the, and you know, in the public and whatnot. The sharps is just a word sometimes, I think, for deep pockets. Don't get me wrong. A sharp guy is going to go out there and attack a number uh, from a different perspective. Yes, I understand that, though. But in, in, in the day and age we live in now with online and, and whatnot, when these sharp plays are put out by a sharp guy that's got a big following, then all the public jumps on that sharp play. So how sharp really is it now? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. By the time it makes its way around, it's not sharp. That number is not there no more. So in other words, just be real careful with these sharp plays because people will tell you, hey, this is the sharp play, man. Do this. And you're thinking for years the sharp play was to to take the points with the Cleveland Browns prior to this year. You know, they would all say, hey, that number's wrong. And you know how that worked out. Those sharp guys were getting beat up every single week. So at the end of the day, don't. Don't take that loosely because a lot of guys like to use this terminology in gambling, and I love it. Like, I love it whenever I talk to some random guys about gambling and they start trying to throw this terminology. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I do this too. Like, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, like, trust me, like that sharp word, man, that's cool and all. But I got a friend that's got deep pockets in, in Vegas, and he doesn't really even know anything about anything. He just got deep pockets, and he's out there throwing bets, moving lines. So I guess he's sharp too. Like, no, and there's there's my friend times 10. You know what I mean? He's just a little piece of the equation of people that do that. So at the end of the day, I come on here and I try to put you on the right side. But again, I'm not always correct. We play in a game where the most minimal of differences, a 55, 56% guy is, is, is considered really good. You know, if you yeah. can get it to the 58s, 59s, then great. But 
don't don't fall for all that gibberish, man, because it's getting overblown now. You have guys on TV that don't even gamble or don't even play fantasy. And it happened with fantasy when the fantasy boom happened. Then all of a sudden you had regular sports host talking ga- uh, sp- fantasy, you know, and you're like, okay. And now it's happening with sports uh, gambling because that's the thing to do right now. Everything's getting pushed uh, legal as far as sports gambling. So now everyone's a sports gambling. You're thinking like, man, you need to be careful with these guys. Be careful who's on the other side telling you that. Well, yeah, especially when you're putting your money on the line. I did want to bring this up. I was following uh, following you on Twitter. Everybody should do that. Air, at Jerry Bonos with the Z. You went on a nice little streak, didn't you? Oh, what did you get up to? We're hot right now. Ten and one in Ten the last. Ten and one. Yeah, and, and that's just uh, on Max Betts. We've been killing it, fortunate this weekend, and that's why. Uh, you know, not even to get too mushy mushy here though, but I'm gonna open it up for everyone. I, I'm in the holiday mood, you know what I mean? You know how I do things and, and you know, last night was a late hits Christmas party, talked to a lot of people there, a lot of listeners of the show and a lot of people say they would be tuned in today. So all my private plays, I'm gonna open them up today. I'm not gonna uh isolate them and be like, Hey, this is the way, but listen throughout the show. We're gonna drop some plays and you know how Josh and I do it. I'm not a I'm not on here to uh how some people some of these guys nowadays they get on these gambling shows and they let hey so what do you think Josh and as soon as Josh thinks uh, gives his thoughts then I'm critiquing his thoughts and and we <laughs> go away from what the narrative really should be. I like to put out my thoughts to someone that knows their football and knows their fantasy and whatnot because that usually leads me to another angle. So again, you know how we do it on this show every single Sunday. A shout out to my man last night because I always say, "Hey, get that barbecue pit going in. I want you to fire it up." right now we got an hour and a half till kickoff so go ahead and the coffee's been drank right yeah. the coffee's been drank so now it's time to fire up the barbecue pit get ready for some football right because the texans got a big game yep. if you're in the semifinals of your fantasy you got a big game and jerry bow is about to drop a max in three minutes in england you got arsenal and man city with an over-under of three and a half. And I don't see how it doesn't get there. Run to my bookie right now and hit in England. Man City, Arsenal, over three and a half. Over one and a half in the first half. Let's get some goals. Let's get some money. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Stamina, this is ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. And we're going to bring poison to your opponents. We're going to bring poison to them. we got to bring the end to their season, right? If you're listening out there, that's what you're going to do to your opponent this week. You've gotten here. It's this far. All the work, all that, the preseason, the build-up to it, the the bad beats, the injuries, everything to to one game. And I'm with you. The the money line squad's with you. Josh is here to make you uh, sound decisions. We got our man Andrew dropping the beats behind the glass. It's game time. It's go time. And it's bet time. And there's only one place to do the last thing, which is bet where I trust, right? And trust is a big word as far as gambling because you don't want to 
put your trust in a book as far as depositing and, and winning bets. And then all of a sudden, when you go to withdraw, you can't get your money. What? That's the worst. And that's something that you don't have to experience at my bookie. But, you know, uh, we talk about being in the Christmas mood and whatnot, but... No, my bookie's really in the Christmas mood. Check it out. They're doing 12 days of risk-free gifts. They start like this. From the 14th to the 25th, they've been, they did a free parlay on UFC. They gave that out. They're giving out free bets, free spins, right, futures, and more. So get over to my bookie. If you don't have an account, you're going to put in promo code RADIO. You're going to start your account. They're going to match you. Yep. And now you got bullets to fire. Now you got money to put on the bets that we're about to give you. The props, the the goal by Man City, that quick into the game. The over I just gave you. That's what you got money to put on if you go to my bookie and you use promo code radio. That's the only place I play because I trust them. Not only do I trust them, but they give me so many options. They give you prop options. They give you fantasy point options. They give you so many things to deal with. The live betting, which is something big, big, big in my book. The live betting is somewhere you can find sharp angles. So get over to my bookie. Use the promo code. You're going to bet. You're going to win. And you're going to get paid. No doubt about it. My bookie, that's where you go. And you talked about the Texans game. Take that pick. Go over to my bookie. I guess it's t- it's time. Like, it's 1030 already. Maybe we should jump into the games. What do you think, man? Let's get to grinding on these games because that's what the people are here for. The people are listening right now, and they said, hey, let's get it popping. So let's go around the NFL, and let's make some dollars. Let's do it. This one, big for fantasy. I'm talking about Jameis Winston this week going against the Lions, dealing with a little, little injury to his thumb. He was throwing tennis balls earlier this week, Jerry, but now he's throwing footballs. He's been putting up big points. Lots of turnovers, but big points. This one's kind of interesting because, you know, they lose Mike Evans here. But I, I still think Jameis is going to do his thing. But, I mean, it's a six-point spread, and the game's in Detroit. Do you have anything on this one, Jerry? I have nothing. nothing. This is a game that I'm going to call the replacements. You know what I mean? I can't trust anything. I mean, to trust Scarborough? Yeah, that's that, what you're putting your faith in. Don't, and don't get me wrong, these ugly games are where sometimes where you find the best angles. But I'm not going to sit here and, and get on a Sunday morning and lie to kick it with you guys because I have nothing. I will give you this for fantasy. We know how bad Tampa is on defense, right? So you got to like Kenny Galladay today. Marvin Jones is out. He's not going to play. So he's going to get a lot of targets. So I like him today. For Tampa, I mean, you got to like Godwin with, you know, no Mike Evans. Maybe even O.J. Howard does something today. Someone is going to get all the volume. Yeah. The, the Mike Evans shares got to be distributed somewhere, right? Yep. And it's been the, the – the, was Godwin season real? Because remember, yeah. if coming up to him, he was a sleeper for so long. But so many people spoke about him that he was everything but that. He was ended up being overdrafted. Yeah. Did he live up to the expectation? Yeah, I think so because he's a top 10 receiver and – People were taking him third, fourth round. So that checks out. Case closed. Boom, moving on. Philly, Washington. My put my name on it last week was Carson Wentz, and I, I felt so bad for most of that Eagles game, Jerry. I felt terrible giving the people that. But overtime happened, and 300 yards and two touchdowns A quiet happened. 300 yeah, yards, right? And no interception. So the pick 
came through. It was ugly to watch, but the pick came through. Carson Wentz delivered for your fantasy team. I would try and get away from him if I can this week for fantasy. Jerry, he just, everybody's hurt, man. Alshon Jeffrey's out for the year. He doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Zach Ertz and Aguilar's knees yeah, been hurting. Right. Hey, who's he going to throw it to? And then now on top of that, they're talking about Lane Johnson. Yes. With, and we know Carson Wentz is Yeah, whenever he doesn't have Lane Johnson. Now, I went out on Twitter and posted something whenever that game was going on, and I was like, I don't care what anybody says. I saw that. <laughs> and then after the game, I'm sitting there like, man, I'm, I didn't, I'm not to, to retract my statement. And Holly's probably listening right now like, I hope you die, Jerry. You. <laughs> but, hey, I still stay in my, my words. Wentz is, I think he's just slightly overrated. Maybe we jumped the gun. And not saying that he's a bad quarterback. To me, he's just average. And going out there and pulling the – the comeback of all ages against the lowly Giants, I don't think that uh, suffices what I was thinking of him. So, in other words, who's he going to throw the ball to today? Right, and that's why I was worried, too, about my pick when I said, you know, everybody fire on Carson because his receivers, both of them got hurt early in that game. He was throwing to running backs and former quarterbacks, believe it or not. So, try and get away from him if you can this week. Just... It's too risky. We talked about this last week, you know, the first week of the playoffs. Like, yeah, you want to shoot for upside, but you also want to play, play guys you can trust. Now, speaking of trust, who does Terry McLaurin trust? Because let's look at his splits, right? Because he was looking to be the uh, yeah. possible league winner. You know, every year you have that one guy that creeps up in there. And at the end of the year, when, when the Super Bowl team wins, and you're thinking, that was the Super Bowl winner, McLaurin. But... Check his stats. When Keenum or McCoy was at quarterback, 28 receptions on 45 targets, 458 yards, five touchdowns. With Haskins, one touchdown, 19 receptions on 35 targets. That tells you everything you need to know right there. I mean, Haskins is – we'll see how he develops, but you can't feel good about that. But, you know, McLaurin, if you're desperate for a flex this week, I mean, the matchup isn't terrible. But the quarterback play kind of (laughs) is. As far as the spread – 65% 65% of the tickets, 83% of the money on the Eagles. Yet, reverse line movement because the number from four and a half, some books had four. So, although that money and the tickets are getting printed on one side, for whatever reason, the number is moving opposite. Reverse line movement is something that you hear in this world of gambling. Be very careful. Me, I'm staying all the way off of this. Because, you know what's crazy to me that the Cowboys, if you want to go out there and bet them to, and we'll get into that because I guess today's game has a lot of implications whether you want to bet them to win the division. But as to where the Cowboys stand, they got about a 68% chance of winning the division. But when you look, that, that would mean they should be about 170, 175, minus 175. If you go look at a lot of these books, they're giving you the Cowboys to win the division at like minus 120, 125. You're getting 50 cents of value at a lot of these spots. So if you do think that the Cowboys win today, then you might as well punch them for to win that division as well because I do think that they're going to win division. I think that that's going to be a sharp bet when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, I, I think they probably will win the division too. I, I just I can't trust the Eagles. I, I saw what I needed to see last week. And, you know, with this Eagles-Washington game, pretty low total here, Jerry. Not even in the 40s. Is it 39? So probably not a whole lot of points. I think... Adrian Peterson today, if you need a flex play, you need somebody. It, the matchup isn't great, but he's probably going to get a lot of volume. And there's a there's a decent chance he gets 70 yards and falls in the end zone. 
Darius Geis accounted for nearly 40% of the team's touchdowns since week seven. So that's got to be distributed elsewhere. And when you talk about that low total, check this out. Haskins, a league worst 4.2 net yards per attempt. You're talking about a quarterback yeah. throwing it 4.2 Four yards. yards. You and I can throw it 4.2 yards. That means he's not letting anything develop. He's just like, oh, yep. <laughs> let, let it go. Here they come. And why is he doing like that? Because he gets sacked on 14% of his dropbacks. Yeah. 14% of the time when he drops back, he's getting sacked. So, of course, when he takes his th- third step and he gets on that back leg, he's thinking, I got to let this ball go <laughs> for four yards at a time. Yeah, the Redskins are what we call ungood. They are not good, Jerry. So be careful when you're starting those guys. Let, let's move to this Chicago Green Bay game. This one interests me quite a bit because Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of not a fantasy elite guy anymore, right? Like Those times are dead. Yeah, those times are dead. And this game's going to be really cold. I think it's going to be in the teens for the weather. But it looks like it's going to be beautiful, sunny skies. This is one of those deals. This is a personal question, Jerry. I've got a kicker in this game. Think he should be okay. It's cold, but it's not windy. It's not. It's nice out. It's just cold. Which kicker? Because I got Mason Crosby, and boy, he's used to kicking in this stuff. He's been there for years. What am I thinking? Because that that would be completely disrespectful if you were to own a Bears kicker. That would <laughs> be completely true. disrespectful. But let's think about the Packers' rush defense, which has struggled all year long. Yeah. Fifth most fantasy points to the running back position. Someone's going off on that backfield. Montgomery. Montgomery. It's a Montgomery spot. I figure that that this is where he's going to get it. uh, Packers have allowed 121.4 rushing yards and six touchdowns in the last five games. They've been a target of mine all year for fantasy. You want to? What's funny is you want to start your running backs against Chicago and against Green Bay. Over the course of the year, that has been the case. Now, from a gambling perspective, it's weird because... When we talk about splits, there's no other team that has better home road splits with as far as Aaron Rodgers under center. They whenever he's at home, his splits are significantly better. Seven points more per game they score. That's a big difference. Yeah. And when you get down to this time of year where home field does play and cold teams, and not to say that Chicago's not a cold team, but usually when that's another advantage that you have playing at home and I <sighs> The spread might be a little big, right? It's, it, it started at seven. It's down to four and a half. It, and I don't. Let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about the total, right? Divisional games late in years, late in the year, that usually points to unders. Yeah. Familiarity. You know what I mean? And there's numbers to back it. Since 2003, 174 and 107, 61.9%, 61.9% to the under when a divisional team meets for the second time late in the year. It makes sense, right? They kind of know each other. They're playing again. You're going to be maybe a little more conservative late in the year because it's an important game. You don't want to screw up. And if you're lazy and sometimes you run to the board, this is something that take this forever. This, This is a little thing that you'll die for. You'll tell your kids, grandkids about it. This is an angle that you know. If you don't have time to handicap a game, just go look at their against the spread records. And if the team is wins less than 30% of their games and another team wins more than 60% of their games against the spread, fade the, fade the good team and take the bad team because there automatically is value on the bad team. Before we go to break right here, this is the spot. 3-9-1 and one against the spread this season for the Bears while the Packers are one of the most profitable at 8-5. and five. It's exactly the position I just spoke about. Yeah. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. 
Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. And it's a goal because I got the magic in me. And that just cashed the over in the first half. Easy, easy money. Too easy, right? I mean, two goals this quick? Dude. Jerry Bow knows. And Jerry Bow knows that there's going to be two more, three and a half. If for whatever reason, you can get over to your sports book right now. My bookie only is the place to gamble at. Hey, go ahead and hit that over. And I know it's probably juiced a little bit more now. You probably lost your chance. So, hey, three and a half is looking lovely. Thank you for all the ones that ride with us. Let's get back to football, though, because it's a big weekend. It is a big weekend. We were talking during the break about Des Bryant kind of calling out Antonio Brown, and I don't think either one of us think Antonio Brown is going to be back in the league. Here's what Des Bryant said. A.B., I respect you heavy. I respect you enough to tell you you be tripping at times. Really stop and think what made you, A.B., we all get lost at times. So it sounds like he's trying to kind of reach out and help. But you know you're in trouble when Des Bryant's reaching out to you on Twitter trying to give you life advice. Can, That's when you know things have gone wrong. Can he be helped? <laughs> Does I, he want to be helped? I think I'm really kind of a believer of one of those big hits kind of, you know, knocked him senseless. I'm going to tell you one thing, and I'm a Steelers guy, right? I'm a Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers fan. The Steelers were were hiding this from us like they kept this a well-kept secret because i don't think that this is something new now i don't i know the extremities of what antonio brown has turned to isn't who he was but this is who he is and look at the two guys that they let go and two guys that are trouble bell and brown they knew that it's time to cut ties here they did and boy they miss them right you know like with juju being hurt for all this time and I mean, that offense, you know, you watch them. It's It's, ugly. It's not – if you would have told me a few years back that this offense was going to end up looking like this, and I wouldn't have believed it, you know what I mean? But every franchise at one point or another needs that makeover, right? Something – you got to start over at one point or another, right? And with Roethlisberger getting old, and I don't know what happens with Tomlin ultimately, and I'll go on record and I always tell you that I hate how he manages small game situations, but what he's done with that team – this year? Yeah, they're still in it. Let's get into this game while we're already just talking about Let's the Steelers. What, how much do you trust James Conner today? He's supposed to be back. If you're a fantasy owner and you're somehow still in the playoffs and you took Conner, how much do you trust him today? New phone. Who dis? <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. The phone you've reached is out of service. You know what I mean? I don't trust anybody on that offense. Like, Don't get me wrong. Obviously, if you got Conner, you got to go out there. But in this particular matchup with against that Bills... I don't. I mean, the thirty-seven over under. Yeah, low total. Low total. If anything, this is one of my favorite plays, and I told you I'm going to open it up for the people. So go ahead and get that paper out and start writing this down. A guy last night that said that he listens to us and his thing. He's like, man, I'm writing down so many <laughs> things, and then I go after the show and I look at it. So yeah, write this one down. Teaser material. Go ahead and tease the Bills. Hopefully, you get them past that seven number. Hopefully, you can get them seven and a half, eight, wherever your number is. But. Tease the Bills, and I'll give you the rest of that 
that teaser here in a second when we talk about the next games because I think that seven and a half is golden if you could get that with the Bills. Ooh, okay, I, that's interesting to me. I think with this game, a lot of people are wondering about Singletary. It's a tough matchup for him, but a lot of people are probably counting on him today. Do you think Devin Singletary, do you think he at least gets you to, I don't know, 12 points in a PPR? Do you think he gets you there? Feasible. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, yeah. I think he gets there. I okay. guess because they have been trying to involve him in the past game, though. So let's say in a PPR, I think he gets there. Okay. Because a lot of people, I've had a lot of people ask about him, about Mostert, Marlon Mack. You know, a lot of these running, you know, middle range running backs. So many running backs on the fringe yeah. this week that, but you're ultimately going to have to make that decision this week. And that's what's ultimately going to tell you if you made the right one and made it to the Super Bowl. But you're going to have to take a chance, but make sure that you take calculated risk. If you, if, Look at your overall team and say, okay, this is what I know. These are my, not not to use the for sure word, but these are my concrete, yeah. and this is where I could step out a little bit. Make sure not to get too cute, though. No, th- and that's the week for that, which brings us to this next game. This is a game that everybody is going to be watching from a fantasy perspective because it's the Josh Jacobs game. Is he going to play, Jerry? Because he's playing the Jags, and, man, it's like five games straight. They're giving up over 100 yards and a touchdown to running backs. They are just god-awful against the run. They've basically given up on the season. Start all your running backs against the Jags. But the problem is, if I, we think Josh Jacobs might play, if he does play, is he going to spit time? You know, split time with Washington. It, it, I'm, I'm wondering if th- this was like the dream scenario, right? If you went out, and picked up Washington this week, you can start him. He could be a league winner for you. But now Jacobs wants to play, and Gruden sounds like he doesn't really want to play him. So this is kind of scary. Do you it, think the magnitude of this game, as far as the last game in the black hole, the history of that place. Do you think that that might make Gruden make a bad decision as far as letting his potential franchise running back go out there and risk injury? Yeah, and I was listening to you know Greg Cosell from NFL Films. He's got Josh Jacobs as like a top five running back in the NFL. He like, is. He, he thinks he's we, that good. We talk about his 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 ability to to move and, and and accelerate. He knows how to he he knows how to change pace and get up, change pace, and that's something you see right when you see him. He's got that vision. He knows how to get up. He knows how to maneuver out of holes, and then he hits that acceleration to where you can't catch him. You can't teach that. Now let's look at the Jags. The last month. 225.8 yards per game to running backs rushing oh, 2.3 touchdowns on 26 carries and five target. That's what they allow to opposing running backs. 31 in rush defense. 31st is what the Jaguars are after being one of the most feared defenses. What happened? Injuries. A lot of their linebackers have gone down. The season's over. They, they're playing for nothing. That's why, you know, we like the Raiders today to, to have a big game. It's their last game there before they move to Vegas. So I'm big on the Raiders today, but I'm just a little worried with Josh Jacobs, man. I, I don't know what to do with it. He literally has a cracked shoulder. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, the, and I, I think the leak was from Jacobs' camp. Like it came out that the MRI was good and that he wants to play. It makes me think it's him or his agent that leaked that positive information. Are they playing possum, you think? Maybe just so you have to game plan for him. But if they set him out last week, what is your initiative to play him this week? Makes no sense. No sense. And you say about the injuries. Yeah, Miles Jack, Quincy Williams out. The guys that replaced him, 
undrafted third-year special teamers in Donald Payne and Austin Colitro. I don't even know. Who I'll call him Austin Cilantro. Austin Cilantro, both, and like I said, both of these guys are undrafted third-year special teamers, and that's who you have filling in for Miles Jacks and uh, Quincy Williams. So uh, whoever's back there in that, and hopefully – Again, we talked about it last week. Be a step ahead. Think about your Super Bowl. And if you were in predicament with Josh Jacobs last week, then you better have ran and got one of these replacements. So if you don't, right. then you only have yourself to blame because if you had Jacobs last week, you were already in this predicament. So why didn't you plan ahead? You have to do it. That's the whole beat the waiver wire thing. So, yeah, you bring up a good point. Now is the time before noon hits on that clock to look at your lineup for next week. And make some some ad drops before you have to compete against who you're going to be playing next week. Like, beat the waiver wire. You could be grimy right now, too, yeah. though. Let's start looking at the two guys that, that are on the opposite side and start... Start, start taking players. If you got a, if you got open spots and stuff, start doing things that are, that can hurt them in that fantasy matchup at the end. So yes. when they go and look, they're like, oh, man, you took me like that? Yeah. Do, play it like them. that. Look, block them. Look at their defenses. Look at where they're going to struggle. Look at what you can do. If you can take a, a receiver that he might go and pair up with his quarterback next week, take that before he takes it and don't give him the option to get you. And it's it's grimy. But, again, this is like, this is like real-life football. You it have is. to think ahead. You have to block your opponent. And that's what you have to do this week in case you do make it to the Super Bowl. You have to. It's smart to look ahead. You may not win this week, but go ahead and you know get your lineup ready for next week. It's just it's a smart way to do it. And sometimes you don't think about it. And I mean, look at kickers. I mean, it's still a position, right? You, you want them to be in good weather on good offenses. You know, just all the little things. This is the week where you really want to pay attention to everything and give yourself the best chance to win. Before we go to break, let's go to the HRMP listener line real fast. Michael, he has a fantasy question. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Great day yesterday, Jerry. Um, so here's what I got. I'm in the semifinals. I can start three of these four guys through running back and flex. It's a standard PPR. I've got Zeke, Gurley, Melvin Gordon, and Eckler. Which three would you go with? We just had this conversation with about Gordon and Eckler and how Josh is actually in that predicament as well. And not that this is what you'll do because you have Gurley and Zeke, but he's actually starting both of those guys in one of his leagues. Uh, yeah. Because I, I have Josh Jacobs too, so I want to see if he's active. That could change things. But, yeah, I, I like the Chargers guys this week because – the Vikings are, I think, top seven for most points allowed to running backs over their last four games. So the Vikings are, you would think that's a bad matchup, but it's really not. So the, the Vikings matchup is good for the Chargers, guys, but you don't bench Zeke, right? I mean, it's and the can, semifinals. And then you finally got your wish with Gurley getting more reps, you know, more carries. So you can't touch either of those guys. So at this point, when you and I spoke about Eckler and Gordon, you said, well, Gordon's my guy to punch it in the end zone. And then I said, Eckler's the one that when he's in the game – he gets a lot of the ball. Like he's when he's in that backfield, you could better be sure he's getting his hands on that ball. So if you have to pick one of those guys for Michael, who are you taking? Man, it's tough. You know, in a PPR, maybe you, you lean towards Eckler because you think you're going to get those catches. And he's been a top five running back all year. But I understand the temptation with Gordon because he's typically the goal line guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. In the PPR, I'd go Eckler as well. Whatever decision you decide to make, hey, we're with you. Hopefully you get to the Super Bowl. Hopefully we catch more tickets, Michael. Thanks for always following my plays. We're halfway there, right? You yep. hear it. This song, your mom's song. She loves it. <laughs> Shout out to mom out there. We're halfway there. Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
This is Ed Tutal Jones, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.